Guys, welcome to Minefields. My name is Joshua Michael. As you know, I am the... Uh, God, I had this set up earlier. I'm just going to have to resort to what we usually do. I am the uh, H.M. Murdoch of Minefields. We've got the B.A. Baracus, uh, the Hannibal Smith is... Uh, Hi. What's up, Mr. Morales? Hannibal Smith, Mr. Colin, is... He is working in movie biz, doing some big stuff in the union. Obviously, burying bodies, no one uh, Jimmy Hoffing people. Dude, yeah, do what you got to do. If he's really Jimmy Hoffing people, I'm going to be pissed that he didn't include me. I don't know. I want the plausible deniability. I got a family. I know you do, but I don't want. I don't want to know. I totally want to know. I would totally want to know, and I'd help. Yeah, this is going to be used yeah. against us one day. <laughs> No, like I said, plausible deniability. Of course. I work too much to be murdering people anyway. My boss came to me this morning and was pulled me aside and was like, do you know you have like 20 plus hours of overtime that you've accrued, accrued over the last two weeks? I'm like, no. I, I stopped counting after the first 10. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't notice the sleepless nights and the uh, constant jittering and the $60 was spent in coffee in the past three days whatsoever. No, thanks for... Thanks for I actually, me. I actually did have my yearly coffee. I want to get one coffee a year for some random reason. I just never on purpose. But I had my yearly one this week thanks to my buddy Slash. Would you? Uh, all right. First off, I'm gonna know who this guy named Slash is. Uh, oh, it's it's a, it's a lady. It's a girl I work with. Her name's Aisha, but she's got two first names and freaking so it's Aisha Danae. So it's like Aisha Slash Danae. She answers to either one, so I just cut the middle out and called her Slash. Dude, that's Brad. So, yeah, she was did a Starbucks run, and I was like, hmm. I'll get a mocha, chino, latte, burrito, compoyo, <laughs> yeah. half soy. Half soy. Um, buttermilk. Cream, nacho, con carne, whatever. Speaking of buttermilk, man, when I worked at Jenna Carino's back in Norman, man, there was a uh, family that used to come in, and, and uh, I want to say family. It was, it was probably a four hundred pound, fifty eight year old woman. With her, she constituted a whole family. Uh, she had, no, I'm not uh, no. I, I get your joke; it's great. But if you'd seen it, you'd, you'd get it. She had like a thirty eight year old son and like a and a thirty year old son that were both grossly overweight that would come into the store all the restaurant all the time. Mm-hmm. But every time she'd come in, they would want to sit in my section, and I would have to wait on them, like because I was always bartending. Um, I would have to wait on them in a separate section because they wanted to be alone, and have to have like separate chairs, like not booths, obviously. And I'm not shitting on anyone being fat or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but she would have me make her a cappuccino, and she—I'll never forget it, man, because I—I would. I would almost barf every time I had to make it for her. Um, she would make me make her a cappuccino with, instead of cream, she would make me use heavy whipping cream. The same heavy whipping cream that you use for Alfredo sauce. Wow. Yeah. And they'd always give me like 50 bucks, so fuck it, right? Um, yeah. 
so I hope she's still alive and has uh, gotten healthier. And I really hope you didn't get any soy in that because if you don't know this, soy too much soy will shrink your balls. Did not know that. Yeah, too much soy. That's why all these like uh, beta dudes that name are like Aiden and Braden and shit. That's why they're all a bunch of pussies. <laughs> it's all the soy. <laughs> it's all the soy. It's all Hopefully the soy. Hopefully, they got on the DDPY program. Might have saved their lives. I know, right? Oh, that'd be great. DDP's just out there hunting for some fat fucks out there to fucking save the life up and just cash in. <laughs> God bless that. Struggle saving them lives. God bless whatever deity you uh, represent that would bless Mr. DDP because he saved the career of my hero, Y2J Crescerco. It happens. It does save lives. It does, it does. And I, I've done the DDP. I have not been able to keep up with it. Uh, but we're we're hitting the gym Saturday. We got a sh- we got a limit pushing afternoon on Saturday. You have a whole limit pushing day. Yeah, we're cutting promos. A whole lot, a whole lot of going on. We're so. filming. We're hitting the gym, and then you have got date night. Mm-hmm. Good times, good times. Well, it's awesome, man. Uh, anything uh, happened this week for you? No, just been working, freaking working, freaking working <laughs> a lot, freaking being the. Uh, being the RXOM is freaking a big deal, and they're getting me all trained up and get me out there managing and seeing what happens from there. You getting a promotion, B? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Good times, good times. Just pushing people around like usual? Yeah, I guess so. Keep in mind, <laughs> keep in mind you're not in a squared circle. Walgreens isn't going to respond to Tony Morales. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Gotta maintain different things and uh, handle things differently. Then that's for sure. I've had too much fun this week, man. Like, uh, hit up a kick-ass wedding. Uh, I was best man for my uh, cousin uh, Michael's uh, wedding in Santa Fe. It was on a, it's on the fourth floor balcony. Like this giant, like not balcony, like this garden area. It was gorgeous. Uh, Great steak. Got to see a lot of my family members I haven't seen in a long time. Um, it was it was a really it, it recharged a lot of our family batteries because the last time a lot of us uh, got together was um, a tragedy. Gotcha. And uh, granted that we did our best to be the who we are as Torreses and uh, Vallejo's family at the same time. Uh, we did our best at that time, but it was still not the best circumstances um but this time was just i mean recharge everyone's batteries it was so good to see everyone it was see my cousin adam uh shout out cousin adam love the guy we've been brothers since we were little um it's actually my second cousin but it's one of those big mexican family things that were basically brothers and mm-hmm. um aunt mary uncle eddie michael had a beautiful wife i, I gotta say it was the most hardcore mexican thing i ever saw in my fucking life because uh, his, yeah. his his wife uh, Lexi. Uh, I'm just gonna say it, her her side of the family was a shitload of fucking cholos, dude. Like cholo cholo dudes. <laughs> and the guy that officiated the wedding was her fucking dad. <laughs> and, nice. And like you, you imagine like a shotgun wedding, and mm-hmm. you know you you know the redneck guy's gonna blow your brains out if you don't like you know marry the daughter. But this was a uh, cholo dad. Surrounded by Cholo brothers and cousins, uh, if what's that? You know, anyone who objects to this, you know, speak now. 
And he, he immediately paused and was like, yeah, great, because if you did, we'd be meeting in the parking lot afterwards. And, like, it was like, I've never seen such a more hardcore Mexican dad thing that, like, not only do you have to ask for my permission, but I'm officiating the motherfucking way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was, a, he was a sweet gentleman, and her family were absolutely wonderful to meet and really recharged a lot of our batteries that we didn't realize were, were depleted. And... It's one of those things that while we talk to talk about walking through minefields, so that's a concept a lot of people like. You're not going to hear that sort of concept in day to day conversation, and uh, we find that in the comics we talk about it all the time. But I I say we start about talking about Loki, man. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Man. That was a, the latest of the Marvel TV shows available on Disney Plus. It's you know it was, it was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. Freaking you know like to. I mean, it was a good starter piece. Like, you definitely know it's going places, but you're not quite sure where yet. Freaking, I uh, loved, loved the chemistry between Tom Huddleston and Owen Wilson. That was pretty guys. good. Wow. So it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Freaking, because I just, I just have this feeling that, like, Owen Wilson is definitely going to be so much more than just, uh, just a foil to Loki. Oh, 100%. He's got to be, there's got to be, this little institution of uh, time travel, uh, making sure the timeline stays the same, is got to be something a little bit more cosmic. Um, I'm hoping some high evolutionary thing going on here. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm really hoping for Kang the Conqueror, uh, obviously the Marvel's best time traveler. I'm also yeah. really hesitant about time travel stories, man. Like they get, always, yeah. They can get so convoluted, and I'm not saying that the casual uh, watcher or the casual, you know, you've got a couple of Deadpool comics you're really proud of, or you've got a really mm-hmm. big collection of comics in general. Time travel can get really convoluted and immediately turn people off, and yeah. hard to keep track of. Um, but I'm hoping we get some solidarity and something easily easy to follow but uh from what i've read a lot on like the the rag sheets for marvel is that they that the next step is kang yeah i keep hearing i've heard rumors that he's gonna end up in uh the next ant-man and the wasp movie quantum mania you're right well, let's see if he he cameos anywhere before that or maybe just straight up shows up somewhere before that the phantom really... phantom yeah, father Reed richards it's it's yeah it's something else, man. Like <clears throat> Kang, uh, the, the only time I've got there, I've read a ton of Kang. Colin's more of the uh, the bread and butter when it comes to uh, Kang knowledge. But what I've enjoyed was when uh, they they did an early bright early two thousand ten uh, Brian Michael Bendis run on uh, mm-hmm. Avengers with Kang and also the Hood, which was awesome. Um, nice, okay. Big fan of the Hood. Uh, one of the F listers from Hell's Kitchen, and then okay. of course King, uh, everything he's ever done with anything remotely cosmic. And there's one other thing I'm spacing on. Oh, uh, recent issues of Doom. Uh, re- recent issues of Doom, where uh, he's showing up constantly, getting that that gravitas to doom that he's so important that he's got a lot to do with the future and the past and but that's i thought it was funny i mean like it was like i don't know my sister and i were drinking 
It's always a good time then. Shoot. Shit, she wants to sit down and watch a Marvel movie with me? Fuck yeah, man. We've, she, Her and I went and saw Watchmen, Midnight Premiere, V for Vendetta, uh, X-Files. Nice. Yeah, she's, I've got a, I got luck, I lucked out when it comes to Sisters, man. Sweet. Always a good thing. How'd you watch it? Just chilling? Yeah, just kind of hung out one night, freaking just kind of checked it out. No big, no big deal for you to be. Awesome. But yeah, no, I just kind of hung out one night, checked it out. It's pretty solid. Freaking, I think it's going to be one of those things, like I said, it's kind of, I think it's like WandaVision more so, because it's just, like I said, it's going to be, it's got its moments, but like overall, I think it's going to be like part one of an ongoing story, obviously. I think that's where the whole picture, when the whole picture comes together, it'll be really effing good. I hope it doesn't get dark like WandaVision did. Like, that kind of turned me off. I had a lot of fun. Because I just was such a big Nick at Night fan from back in the day when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. And it just got really, really dark. And granted, witches are my favorite. Uh, Ag- yeah. Agatha, that was kind of disturbing. Um, Asian Jim was kind of cool to see, but it was like a weird, like, ha-ha, uh, you know, the comic mm-hmm. relief. Like, but trying to be serious. And then I'm, I'm hoping... I guess my big hope on this one is Kang, and then the the big thing is seeing uh, Captain America fix the timeline. Oh, just a moment. No, don't worry about it. I'm going to talk about it when you're gone. Sweet. See, one of the best things about doing minefields is that Mr. Morales has a absolutely wrestling-obsessed son named Connor, and... He's got more. He's got more AEW figures than we do, and we're grown ass men with good ass jobs buying a lot of these figures. He's got almost all of them. I think the only thing he doesn't have is a brandy. Anyway, he hears the boys talking, and he wants to come in uh, early before we started. Uh, he was actually came in as he was talking about how he was watching uh, Leatherface and Chucky and Freddy. <laughs> Morales is like, "What the fuck?" All right. Uh, but the best part about this is, like, I'm trying to think time traveler in my mind right now, is that in, like, 15 years, y'all are going to be like, hey, I know that kid, Connor. We flash back to this because he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet now, and we're going to go back and listen to these early Minefields episodes where Connor is just showing up because he wants to be part of the boys. Yeah, you want to hear baby Connor? You want to hear future best wrestler of all time? Kenny Omega, you gotta you're gonna have a run for your money when you know how Connor is like already like setting up wrestlers under his Hot Wheels jump ramps because that's just how it do and how it be. And he's already got better hair than Kenny Omega, so yeah, he really does. Kenny's gonna got that pube thing going. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. It's unkempt. Yeah, Connor's got the fucking Eddie Van Halen shit going on. You cannot beat that. Yeah. Dude, you gotta You're be careful. You gotta be careful with that one, man. You like, you, I don't know what you gotta do if, like, by the time like he's in high school, if they've got like male like fucking like uh, birth control pills. You just sleeping and slipping his eggs in the morning because if he's got that hair in high school, uh, you're gonna be a granddaddy really fast. <laughs> I hope not. Jesus Christ! Ain't got time for that noise. He ain't gonna help you. You gotta get that chemical. <laughs> My eggs are salty. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nah, I was just, just, just take your steroids. 
I was just ranting about how Connor's going to be one of the best ever and everyone's going to come back and listen to these early uh, episodes because he just wants to be part of the boys, man. He already has that uh, He already has that hunger. He wants to be one of the boys. Yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens. One thing for sure, I'll definitely be trained better than a lot of these fools, but... Oh, shit. Oh. You know what? You're right. If only someone would get trained correctly. You know? Save some time, save some effort, save some money. It's some necks and medical payments and careers. Yeah, but what do I know? Oh, 18 years <laughs> in the business. Yeah, 19, but who's counting? Now, I wanted, I wanted to bring up this whole debacle going on with uh, Carl Anderson's wife, like, outing him because he accidentally butt-dialed her in Jacksonville right before Double or Nothing. And she wanted to know who these bitches were in the background. Uh-oh. Now, she didn't say bitches, but that's what she alluded to. This was her illusion, not mine. I haven't heard anything, so this is all news to me. Now, Definitely. typically I don't like to bring up rag sheet stuff, but I think it's hilarious because she went to Twitter to, like, if you know what my husband was doing till 3 a.m. in Jacksonville, let me know. Um... He was probably super drunk, and he was probably with a bunch of awesome people from AEW, and uh, he's not answering or telling you what's going on, because what he's telling you is the truth. I'm taking Carl Anderson's side on this one. He was probably too drunk, getting fucked up with old Doc Gallows, and uh, she's a little mad. I would like to believe that Chad Too Bad was on his best behavior. <laughs> I love you can't say that with a straight face. No, I can't. <laughs> and the reason I bring it up is because I was hoping you got some sort of road story where someone got busted. Epically cheating. Oh. I know of them, but I am sworn to secrecy. Even if it's like like one of those like innocent things where like Ryzen gets caught with like a whole gaggle of Satanist bitches in Arizona by his Satanist bitches from, like, New Mexico that showed up a little bit later, and then he's like, ah, oh, come on to the party. <laughs> and then everyone's friends. No. I don't think I've ever traveled with Rawback, honestly. Other than the, uh, obvious crazy-ass fucking crash. Oh, that doesn't count. He almost died. That's different. I forget those things. I die a lot. Yeah, I've died a few times, so. too. Is that you yeah, or me? Was actually the first time. That's you. That's the cops coming for you, sucker. Shit, man. It happens. Am I dead? Am I recording? I hope not. That'd be weird. You like freaking uh, Frequency back in the day. That movie ruled, by the way. It was a good movie. I'll give you that. I saw that in the theater, and I have the DVD. Like the the DVD is so old, it's like that paper fold one with the the clasp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had that at one point. I don't know if I still do or not. I had to look. I've got my replacements in the same sort of a DVD early case. I do as well. That one I know I've got. We're gonna have to do a football episode when uh, when uh, college football starts because you don't know this, but um, I'm a big college football fan. Nice. I couldn't care less. Uh, well, I graduated from the University of Oklahoma, and anyone that didn't go to the University of Oklahoma sucks. Uh, also, their uh, football team sucks, and their mother's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's I'm just, gonna go no on that. It's just what but, happens, man. When I moved to Colorado, people would be like, oh, you're a Sooner fan? Like, no, 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 no. I didn't send $40,000 to be a fucking Sooner fan. I'm a legit Sooner. Graduated. 2005. You guys are assholes. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're total pricks. What we do? <laughs> we got the team. Yeah. I mean, you're Tony Morales. You're a dick to everybody. Yeah. I don't complain I'm every, about I'm every, I'm, I'm, you're talking about I'm everybody's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just giving Every, shit. Everybody loves me. I'm just giving you shit, brother. Just giving you shit, man. We got. Uh, <laughs> I came up with what we're doing. Uh, I, I, I coined the phrase today. It's designer wrestling. Really? Do tell. Well, think about what we're doing, man. Like I can't tell, I give the secret recipe out, but think about everything we're doing. Think about the shine that's happening. It's designer. Yeah. I guess I, I guess it could work. It's designer. I like that phrase. I ran it past my homeboy at work today. The homeboy that's gonna be we're gonna be shacking up with if we end up in Arizona. Uh, turns out nice. turns out the school is three miles away from his new place. Oh, awesome! Talk about uh, divine intervention. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That would definitely work. Man, I we got a we got a kick ass list. I'm. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, God damn, it's a lot, but guys, we're not going to take too much of your time tonight. Fuck, Legends of the Dark Knight number two, and I'm going to have to interject with the Legends of the Dark Knight number 11, Digital First by Clunin, my uh, okay. internet crush. Nightwing number 81, Flash number 771, Static Season 1 number 1, Bunny Mask number 1, Iron Man number 9, X-Men number 21, X-Men number 21, Excalibur number 21, Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton number 1, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 117. God damn. Nice. I say we do Nightwing, man, because I've been frothing at the mouth for Nightwing. Oh, yeah, no, Nightwing's been freaking super solid. Freaking, it's kind of the emotional backbone of the Bat books. But yeah, no, we, uh,. And it's got a little bit of a twist at the end, which I was pretty surprised with. I was really, like, my notes at the beginning, I was like, I wasn't hating on it, but I was ready to get pissed off. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know why. There was some sort of vibe going on here, especially because we get, you know, uh, you know, Mayor Melinda. Yep. And we're getting sworn in here, and I feel like, they do a good job of interjecting like political shitty climate like so immediately we see someone getting sworn in and like after everything we've been through the past couple of years we're immediately distrusting mm-hmm. especially if you just picked up this issue uh it doesn't matter if you know anything about nightwing but you see someone getting sworn in and uh a lot of italian names are getting thrown around and not that there's anything bad about that but in the world of gotham it 100 percent is yep what are your first thoughts on this? Oh, Free Nightwing's been, you know, collectively probably one of the more solid issue to issue comics out there right now, and this one continues to do so. You know, as soon as she gets sworn in, she gets taken away to this back room, and she's just surrounded by all these, all these, you know, gangsters basically, and they're and she's just kind of she's playing ball with Blockbuster, who's you know the big bad. In you know Bloodhaven, just kind of telling her what she wants to hear, what he wants to hear, 
and we, you know the end of it is you know he you know Ronnie. interested in burning anything down, and we go to this uh, this homeless village of children that's engulfed in flames right now due to this new villain Heartless, who's apparently after after Nightwing. Now now before we get to that point, I've got a couple notes here. We've got we've got a couple issues here. Um, she's well, she's Zuko. She's descended from murderer of Dick's fucking parents. Um, yep. We've got that going on here, and then we we walk into the scene here, and this is just my mind going crazy. Is we see um, Blockbuster, and he looks like a perfect amalgam. And please, uh, I'm not trying to make a pun from uh, the hunt from you. Getting all the oh no numbers. you are no no I'm not no I swear he looks like a perfect <laughs> amalgam of um there was a kingpin, wolf, kingpin and also uh, if you read Wolverine Origins that came out uh, written by Daniel Way back in like uh, late two thousands where mm-hmm. where where we first got Dakin and saw more and more uh, meat and potatoes with Cap and Wolvie where we reveal that uh, a man named Romulus. Uh, has been in control of the Hudson family for generations. He looks like a perfect amalgam of Romulus, except without the claws. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is we, we, we see this formal, you know, I swear to be in here. And then she goes into another room. We've got a bunch of goddamn kick-ass guidos here in perfectly uh, tailored suits for the real for the real ceremony. That's what yep. really, the the re, and, and then. We get the we get the the we get a deal here the handshake. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we get that like I swear to God he looks just like it man. And then uh, sorry to, to I wasn't seeing your thunder I just didn't want to. I have a ton of notes in this one. This is probably one of the best comics I've read in years. Nice, man. Uh, we got a you know like I said they got the whole ceremony there and then you know like I said we get this this homeless village of children engulfed in flames and then you know the guy who started the fire in the first place freaking uh takes out a fire extinguisher and you know gets rid of some flames so the kids can run away because he doesn't want to hurt the kids he just wants nightwing yep so he talks about guardian you know, nightwing being bloodhaven's guardian angel and he pulls out his gun that took out this other guy's heart previously and he's like, you must have quite the heart. And he goes to, you know, fights ensue and whatnot. And, you know, one of the things I really enjoyed about it is they're talking about how, uh, or Night- Nightwing's thinking to himself about how this guy's got some strength behind him. He's obviously augmented in some way, but he's really sloppy. And I love that thought process of being like, you know, you can, you, you can kick my ass if you can catch me, but you got to catch me because I actually know what I'm doing. I agree. Um, I'm seeing this. Uh, I wouldn't call it a battle. I would call this more like a chess match because mm-hmm. they really didn't do anything to each other. Um, the one thing that, like, I immediately my mind goes to is that someone writing this book has been really, really loving Daredevil lately, <laughs> <laughs> and the cross between is Heartless supernatural, or is he? Uh, just super tech tech savvy because we got that glow coming from his chest. We mm-hmm. get this wonderful whatever gun he's got, and you know Nightwing's got super tech in his in his nightsticks, 
and they, they go back and forth here. I mean, like it, like it was kind of like a, more of a sparring match rather than, yeah. rather than figure out what sort of ganas the other guy has. Uh, just kind of testing testing the waters here. Like when a little kid is like, you, you ever been like uh, at a at a party and there's like a little kid that like takes one Tostito and like lightly dips the tip in the salsa and still says he ate salsa, but he still tried it. <laughs> yep. He still tried it. And uh, we get... Uh, we get heartless here, and he's like, "Of course you'll let me get walk away because I know your pathetic weakness. You care." Yep. He's got things rigged up. Um, what are you thinking about his costume, man? Eh, it's all right. It's not. It's not the best costume. I kind of dig the half mask because like you can't see underneath it. Right. So, like, to, we, you know, you don't really know anything about this cat. You don't really know why he does what he does, and like you said, you don't know if he's, you know, a tech guy or supernatural or what, because we don't know what he's utilizing the hearts for. You know, is he selling them on the black market? Right. Is he freaking? Is it? Is it? Is it for a reason? Like, has he eaten them? Is it freaking? Is he just taking them as like a memento? It's like, his gimmick. Right. You know why? You know why? Why does he want the hearts in the first place? You know, it's 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 interesting. Like the mystery is interesting, but you know we'll see how you know how long he can go with this before we find out. You know, dig more into who and what he is. Armchair booking on that one, man. I, I really dig what you said because I, I was wondering because like he he has this facade of a little bit of like some su- supernatural quality to him, but he's obviously real hiding on a shitload of tech. But mm-hmm. if he's taking hearts, man, I would hate it for it to be one of those things where he's, like, taking hearts out of, like, whatever he can because, like, I don't know, like, this is so out on the limb and so ridiculous. Like, what he's got, like, he run, he works at a fucking old folks home and he's getting his favorite old folks the hearts that they need because they, these assholes on the streets don't need it. Like, that's such out on the limb. But even then, yeah. like we're, we're talking about uh, an extreme parallel between uh, Bloodhaven and Hell's Kitchen. And yeah, I definitely see that. I I, I don't see this guy being a uh, a baddie like uh, the way we uh, what's that asshole going on in Detective right now? Um, oh, Mister Worth. No, not Mister. Not no, in Batman, not Detective. Um, the Scarecrow. Asshole. No, the asshole that fucking uh, Batman like kind of grew up oh, with. Oh, freaking! Oh, Ghostmaker. Ghostmaker, like they're uh, DC's version of Taskmaster. Um, not really a bad guy, um, but we, if if it would have been bad, it, like if he's supernatural, then why he's got a fucking uh, fire extinguisher? <laughs> yeah. Why does he need a gun? Yeah. Why does he need a gun? And why is he toying? With, with Dick and we get to the the emotional part where like oh yeah I know you care and then like uh, God all these panels are gorgeous like the reflection mm-hmm. of, of of Dick from the uh, his his mask there's no talk there's no talking every bit of real estate on these panels is utilized to uttermost kick ass dramatic fashion the 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 fighting here. Is something easy to follow, but it also flows fast, so you can keep track of how fast it's going in your mind. Like if you're watching a Bruce Lee film, you can follow that this is happening that fast. And yep. yeah, you care, but then you get to this image of the the pier. Yep. Everything's on fire. We got uh, Tim Drake 
Doing yep, leading all the homeless kids. Yep. And they get on there, and he's got that, and he's got freaking Dick's three-legged dog with him. And freaking they end up blowing up the uh, the back half of the pier. Is that really, you know, is that really danger, though? Uh, they got to get back across somehow. It's enough of it that you know, kids can't swim and freaking, you know... I mean, it's, it's 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 definitely an inconvenience. It's an inconvenience, but it's not a death sentence. That's my point. Yeah, I mean, unless the end of it's you know the fire's still going and you know the fire will eventually overtake the entire pier, then you're on borrowed time. Yeah, I mean, if they're in like you know like high tides and real quick, it's a uh, Barkwing, right? I think so. Yeah. The dog's name. I fucking mm-hmm. love it. God, McFarlane's gonna make a figure of him. And he's going to separate it. You're going to own three of them. And he's going to separate it into 30 pieces. You have to buy 30 figures to get the knee and the the left ear. And, yeah, I'm going to have them all. God damn it. Yep, he's got you again. I'm just saying, you spend so much money on him. He at least owes us one interview. He really does, man. He's kind of the... uh... He's like 15 minutes. Even if we just call McFarland Productions, pretending to be like one of the guys that are like you know working on the next production line, and he just gets really confused and hangs up on us, we still got him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're gonna just let's make some magic. Hmm? All right, so but nonetheless, yeah, there we got explosions. We've got burning wood. We've got this pier on fire, and all they can do is call for help. So he puts out an SOS, and next thing you know, about a half dozen ships come by, all here to protect these kids. And it, you know, it kind of leads to the whole fact that you know, at the end of the day, Nightwing's all about hope. It is, and it reminds me of the uh, final battle uh, in uh, Hell's Kitchen before Daredevil gave himself up. And all the hope came out. Everyone came out in Daredevil masks, you know? Like, But mm-hmm. this time it was like, you know, all these ships are responding. Be there ETA three minutes, three minutes out. This is the Sealy, Roger, your mayday. We're on our way out. Like, the, like everyone is there. And um, it, granted it wasn't like, you know, like 30 issues of Daredevil that would build up to that. But it still had the same vibration going on here. That was fucking rad. And yeah. It... it it, I, I, in my opinion, it really separates Bloodhaven from Gotham, and I think that's oh, yeah, no, totally. That's really important because, I mean, we've had a lot of stories where where uh, Richard Grayson was Batman, you know, written by Grant Morrison, all this extra gravitas, but this is different. This is this is a whole different team. This is Oracle. She's I've I've gone by three names. We've got the we've got the the sidekick pup that miraculously makes it through through the blast. Uh, he also is doing things that that uh, Bruce doesn't do is sleep. Yeah, he calms down a little bit. He really does. Um, we've got the uh, Sam and Diane thing going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always hated I've always hated Tim Drake. But 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 I, I love him in this. I love him in this, even though he's still wearing a Robin costume, despite Damien's had it on for a while. And the artwork's gorgeous. We're getting this solid redacted. And you take the let me, let me check my notes for let you take the take it home. All right. Yeah. 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 Go for it. 
Those are my so notes. she ends up. Yep. So Oracle ends up waking him up, checking him up. He definitely has a concussion. You know, and she brings up the fact that uh, Mayor Zuko is now in charge after Blockbuster killed the former mayor. You know, and you know that she uh, Oracle's talking about how she's been doing some digging, and turns out she's actually the daughter of Tony Zuko from his first marriage. And you know, apparently Tony didn't stick around, and all he could say is that's that's positive. But you know, I'm gonna have to, you know. But Chen t- turns out she was actually raised by the Maronis. Of course she and was. And then he's, yeah, he's just like, oh, that's so much worse. So he ends up, you know, telling him he's not going to go visit her. But, of course, he goes and visits her. You know, he ends up breaking out in the middle of the night while trying to talk to while Oracle's talking to him. Talking about how, you know, she don't do anything crazy. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk. <laughs> and he he walks right into Zuko's place and ends up fighting one of her bodyguards down a flight her, of stairs. I thought that was her wife. Eh, it could be. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was implied as wife. I was all happy that we got like a like a gay couple that wasn't shoved down our throats and it was just written naturally and it's just how it is. Doesn't matter, boy girl like kick ass, but she's got a katana blade. Uh, I'm digging. The fact, like, you're looking at, uh, are you on the, are you flipping through the pages right now? Yeah. Look at how she's got that blade right, but then focus mm-hmm. in on his costume. Look at the pixelation. Old school, mm-hmm. old school dot matrix style. Uh, I love that integration in the, in the digital art, because it's obviously extremely digital, but, like, uh, the way that Spider-Man into the multiverse, like, integrated all different types of artwork. Uh, okay. I'm I'm loving it. Uh, just a little bit. I love her old school '80s style jeans. Her 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 waist is like like above her belly button on these jeans, mm-hmm. man. and she's ready to kick some ass. She's like she's got some gray slick shit going on here, man. Except she's bald. Yeah. And, and then we get the on your left. Okay, you can't say on your left in a comic book ever. <laughs> yep. Um. But why not? Look at this. Look at look how look how the page develops. The next page. He flips mm-hmm. in, dodges, cat-like under, kicks the knife, the the katana out, flipping down the stairs. She's already catched up to him as he's landing, punched to the face, he's dodging, boot to the face, down the other side of the stairs, and we got Marizuko with a fucking baseball bat. Yep. He's seen stars. You ever seen stars before? Oh, yeah. I've been cussed a couple of times. It happens. You, oh yeah! You literally see stars. Oh, and the next thing we know, you know, Dick's tied to a chair. Freaking, he wakes up. Turns out he's not wearing his mask. And Mayor Zuko's got his mask, and all she says, "You're Dick Grayson." And you know, Dick breaks free. You know, talking about how she worked for the Maronis and how she's Tony Zuko's daughter. Before you do and that, just before you do that, before mm-hmm. you do that, go back a page. Head down, waking up. Look at these flimsy ass knots and ropes on his arm. Oh yeah, she wanted him to break out. She wanted him to break out. Like if, if it was Nightwing or Batman, if it was Batman, I'd have a grenade stabbed to his dick. But like. But if it was Nightwing, I'd have him completely encased in duct tape. There's no way I would trust 
anything I know from Dick Grayson as either Robin or Nightwing or any other incantation to just have these, like, look, look at these flimsy-ass, like, ropes around him. There's no way. She wanted him to break out. Mm-hmm. Oh, she knew it was coming. She no. He's concussed, and he just, like, rah. There's, like, barely two strings there. Yep. Like, bring it home, brother. I'm sorry. But, yeah, no, she's talking about how for a long time she thought she was Tony Zucko's daughter, but turns out that her dad was actually named John Grayson, and apparently uh, her and Nightwing are brother and sister. It's a good thing we brought up Carl Anderson before this. Mm. Cheating ass John Grayson. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe it was before, maybe it was after, maybe something, I don't know. Who cares? I, 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 I dig a Grayson in power struggling with right and wrong. Well, the thing is, is it even true? You know, if we're going to see just saying that to uh, to lead Dick, you know, to gain Dick's trust. Some Talia ghoul shit. Yeah, why not? You're right. Now, she's definitely working for the mob in one form or fashion. So, is she really above lying to a guy, telling him he's her sister? Go to that last page where you're looking at that, I'm your sister, and it says I'm the Graysons. Look at the stark... Mm-hmm. Look at the balance of the the pixelation on his costume to the top of from where her breasts start to up. Same thing. Look at, at their eyes. Look at how their hair is similar in fashion. She's definitely mm-hmm. they they may get perfect as if she is the female equivalent of him. Yeah, um, but don't forget at the top of the page. Look at the eyes, man. It was the last. Anytime a, a, a female looks at me in the eyes like that, it's one of those like, "Oh, I'm not lying," <laughs> or, "Or uh, you can trust me." Look, look, look at the shadow over her eyes. Look at the shadow mm-hmm. over her, uh, under his face, under her face, and they illuminate the skull on her face. Mm-hmm. Like it's if if you blacked out everything, that would be a skull. And look at the illumination just around his eyes. He's still not seeing something. This this is art at the best. It's also art at if uh, we were at a uh, art critique and uh, the guy that did this and said that this is what he did but accidentally did it, uh, he could pull it off and say, like, that's what he... Oh, that was exactly what I intended. But I'm, I'm digging... Look at the face, man. The skull. Even down to the bottom. But hey, I got a pee. What? Guys, we had to pee. Mr. Connor had to interrupt because he's badass and wants to be one of the boys. He better have like the most awesome like uppercut, like like Mortal Kombat upper uppercut. Nah, he's got a hell of a paradigm shift. He uses that a lot. He's a paradigm shift guy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more like you know like. AJ Styles type thing, like where you, you do the phenomenal forearm and like it looks amazing. And as the guy that's about to take it, AJ just says, "Just stand still and don't move." <laughs> yeah, like like that's nah. What... He does a he does a frog splash. He does freaking uh, elbow drops. No phenomenal forearm as of yet. I'm just saying does something. That, something big awesome. RKO guy. Love, loves him some RKOs. Oh, those 
Uh, I was never. I keep telling him it's a diamond cutter in this household, but he calls it an RKO. <laughs> we talked about it last time. It's like, what's really, what, what is it really? Is it a stunner, or is the 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 diamond cutter actually better? I'm gonna go ahead and say it out loud. The diamond cutter's better. We all know it. None of us have ever said it out loud. Pretty sure I've said it quite often, actually. But no, no, camera. No, oh, diamond cutter's better. Always better. For the record, though, Mark Marrow selling the freaking stunner is amazing. Oh, 100%. Because he didn't, he didn't just sell it like the big bump. He freaking would sell like he freaking couldn't breathe. I actually... You, you watch him take it in that King of the Ring 96. is totally different from anybody else ever. Did you pop when uh, Samoa Joe came back to NXT? I haven't watched it yet. Thanks for the spoiler. Are you fucking with me? No, I haven't seen it yet. I knew about it, but I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, he uh, he's uh, the the hint is that he's uh, gonna start taking more of a uh, William Regal duties. Cool. Which I think is pretty cool because Regal is the man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of all the people that ever like defeated alcoholism and bullshit, <laughs> is Regal. Uh, Do you ever see that uh, where he came out as Regal? And then you hear the record, and they started playing, he's a man. Oh, yeah. No, we wrestled Daniel Bryan on a, <laughs> oh, what B-rate show was it? Some B-rate show. It was a total main event show. or something. Mm-hmm. Man, I think it was main event. But, yeah, no, just them two laughing at each other while they were doing it. it he hilarious. Tur- he turned around and just shook his head like, all right. I, I love that he had yeah, that. Yeah, got me. He had that sort of humor. Yeah. And that was obviously the old man fucking with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, sorry, I'm chewing. My um, my sister came to visit. Every time she comes to visit, she always buys a shitload of Hertz donuts. And she always makes sure I get the uh, the Bart Simpson covered in uh, Butterfinger. Do you remember uh, Simpsons used to do uh, Butterfinger? Oh, yeah. Mm. That was a thing back in the day, yeah. Uh, a couple things I want to run through here. Not too happy with Static. Oh, really? Season one, issue one. It's um, it's some pretty bush league fucking anime cross digital stuff, man. It's it's really animatic. It's really engaging, but it comes off really lazy on a lot of different spots here, man. Uh, Considering the history of Milestone Comics, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you're familiar. Yeah. Uh, the the idea that a African American born imprint from DC under their own you know umbrella milestone, which unfortunately mm-hmm. got shut down. There's a really good documentary about it, a killer documentary about it. The founder unfortunately uh, no longer with us. This one didn't cut the mustard at all, man. Like uh, like it if 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 you peruse the pages, be like, man, this looks great. It's it's a fucking God, it, it it comes off as a serious like post millennials will like this. There there was nothing in here that in any way, as a comic reader or someone that's engaged, and, and you get in in readers, uh, in readers, minefielders, mfers, you got to realize when you when when you pick up a comic that you don't know what it is, you're really like the the sense of disbelief is so much greater than when you walk into a movie you've never seen before. Like, okay, it's a... Let's say you walked into Pulp Fiction. 
or let's say you walked into uh, any other movie that you had no fucking idea what was going on, and you saw like some really decent or really killer artwork for the poster, and you get into this, and like this is made for children. Like none of the themes going on here are in any way that I feel are the least bit milestone. The the least bit something that um, he couldn't even like the way he's acting in this. And the way the artwork is pulled off, and the way that the theme is going on, this wouldn't even be a side story in Teen Titans Academy for the fucking F-listers. That's how, like, it really pissed me off the more I read it. I understand I'm not African American, and some people are going to say I I have no right commentating on it. I'm a comic reader. I I, I dig literature. I, I, I consider comics to be literature, and this one just didn't cut the mustard on this man like they they really did their best to make it as dynamic and bright and glowing but it was a lot of fucking bells and whistles and you know the, the like if you get like a steak that just looks so fucking gorgeous and then it's just all goddamn gristle oh gotcha all all gristle uh i'm really hoping that i am wrong because I want this to succeed. I really want this to succeed. I think that's why I'm so mad, is I want mm-hmm. this to succeed, and I, and I think they could have done better, considering the history uh, of uh, Milestone in general. I mean, hell, man, like, we've got uh, Juneteenth uh, is now a federal holiday. That happened today. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, not cutting the mustard on this one. Um, okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I I want them to succeed, and I'm going to read the next couple issues, hoping they they pull it off. I hope they do nice. better. I hope they do better than what they did here. It might have been. Uh, you got to think of other circumstances. Maybe there's a lot of fucking cooks in the kitchen saying it's got to be this, got to be this. They had a great idea here, and the original idea would have been blown everyone's mind. But too many goddamn cooks in the kitchen said no, it's got to be this, and you got to be you got to toe the line. And if you do this, it's going to piss these people off, and you really water it down. Um, I'm hoping for I'm hoping for better. Uh, other thing here is uh, Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one seventeen. Here, it is the final battle at the uh, at the rock venue at the you know the the God the the every little bit of it from performing in uh, in bands and as a DJ at at venues like this just made me so happy. It's a legit fucking punk place, man. Like the roof is caved in in certain parts. Uh, there's a lot of little things going on here, like uh, people that don't listen to this music showing up just to support their people. Um, as a wrestler, how many, unless you're in town, how many of your friends actually go to the show to support you? Oh, not really. Not very often. Every now and again, you'll get people that'll that'll travel, right. which is awesome. But it's a, it's a rarity. Everyone's here. Everyone's nice. here. All the boys are dressed up. Jenica's band kicks ass. They kick ass so badly, or so awesomely, that Bebop and Rocksteady say we forfeit. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> nice. They're looking at each other. Hmm. They ain't so great. Yeah, they are rock. Dang. <laughs> and they forfeit. Now, it's a little, it's a little bit of a battle here. Like, uh, they're claiming stock in an area where real art happens, where real um, pressure is released. It's a shitty punk band. Like what? Like 
everyone like my last girlfriend was like, "Why do you always order shitty like whiskey and a shitty beer at every bar we go to?" I'm like, "Cause I don't feel comfortable ordering. I've got the money in my pocket for a fucking Johnny Walker. I don't fucking care about that. I want a shitty fucking shot of whiskey and a big ass fucking shitty fucking PBR." I only yeah. feel comfortable doing that because that those were where we would go. We'd get in the fights. We'd get back in the next night. Uh, we had a shitty show. They'd still give us a chance the next time. It was a, pre- a place to release pressure. And you'd, you'd get a chance. Everything comes to a head here. There's no big giant battle. It, it's it's just beep up and rock steady. Say fuck it. We're, we suck. <laughs> we're not doing it. <laughs> this isn't our jam. Super, uh, future time traveler here. Says goodbye to everyone. She takes Toka and Rezar into the future with them to raise to raise them away from um, Clan um, Yoshi and um, the Shredder's Clan. It's it's an honorable mo- moment. This is this is like like I want to say it's maybe six pages where everything's okay. And I mean, that seventh page is gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those moments, like uh, every, you know, you know, you get those X Men stories, and like, ah, everything's fine for like two pages, and like, they give us a little bit extra of solace that what we've invested in was a lot of emotional quality, building up what is Mutant Town, and we introduced Token Razar. They're like they're they're like literally five times bigger than any of the turtles. They're, oh wow! They're, they're huge. Jenica realizes that shit's. She's got to figure things out, and our time traveler here is saying goodbye and giving a couple little secrets, and we see a little glimpse into the future that was a dystopian, that has turned into a utopia, as she is welcomed in, and, and the turtles and Jenica, and they all welcome like it's it's not what she left, and it's wonderful. And then of course we see. The, the portal closes, and we have... Uh, I'm not sure if you were on the show at the time when the Shredder was killed and when he came back uh, through hell. He fought, I don't believe so. He fought the... Uh, there was a four or five issue series called Shredder in Hell where oh, okay. he, he is fighting the literal demon dragon that was cursed upon his family in hell and learns the honor of clan Hamato Yoshi destroys the evil that has been cursed his family and has returned. And this is not a, I, I'm back from the dead and I'm here for revenge. I am watching and waiting for the moment when you need me because you're gonna need me. I want to help, but I'm waiting for the exact moment where you actually need me. And he's, it, it's, I can't believe I'm, I'm popping for this, man. Like, it's... There's supernatural forces going on. There, there's uh, no one holding the tea kettle, pouring the, the, the tea. It, it's... Mm. He says... No, they still need their time to grieve their father and master. They need time to rebuild without me in the way. But I can still aid them and look after them in my own way for now. I will make myself known when they've been brought low again, when they need me most, which I fear won't be too far away. And we have a a ghostly 
not actually happening within the pages, but only we can see it. Uh, silhouette of the Rat King, which is going to be the next big story of the, the Rat. The Rat King is actually part of like a Sandman-esque uh, group of people. Like uh, they all represent anthropomorphic ideas of death, destruction. And, oh uh, wow! Okay. And he's part of it. And they've hinted at it for a really long time, for a plus, like, I want to say, like, 30 issues. These TMNT issues are absolutely the best bread you can't stop eating. The salad, you're asking for seconds. You don't care if you get full on the salad before you get this perfectly cooked steak, just like I said earlier. But instead of just having, like, A1 on the side, they bring you, like, some simmered balsamic with, like, the, the onions... And the portobello is floating on it. You don't have to salt anything. Everything's perfect. That's how good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been since it restarted in the early 2000s. Oh, nice. Awesome. I did, I did not anticipate me even talking that long. I thought I was even going to talk about the the rock band. It really was only like three pages. Jenica just kicking ass. But if you understand that, and I know you do, uh, whether or not you're hanging out in shitty punk bands uh, or uh, goth bands or DJing like I was, but I know you know the same thing on the same vibration, same frequency when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. You just find your you find your surrogate family, and that's what's happening here. And I was I read this when I got home from Santa Fe. Um, after everything, it was just perfect. Nice. Well, let's do Excalibur, man. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, what's going on in the Hellfire Gala. I, I, I thought I was going to hate this the way I hate a fucking any comic book wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that it's a wedding, but... Yeah, no, it's... Um, yeah, the whole Hellfire Gala is just basically the mutants trying to, you know, make peace with the world and make, make agreements with other nations about putting their portals in there and setting stuff up so it's been it's interesting to see how they're playing it up you know um last time hellions is one of the hands down funniest comics i've read in a long time just because the way they reacted to it it was awesome you know excalibur on the other hand is a little more somber and you know everyone's getting ready to go richter doesn't want to go but, you know, he goes because that's what the team's doing, and he ends up running into his ex, Shatterstar, who's just, you know, his whole outfit is he's, you know, <laughs> covered in blood. It was awesome. And, you know, we got Remy and, you know, Gambit and Rogue over here, like they're, you know, superstars, walking the red carpet. You know, no one's really too sure about what's going on with Betsy because... You know, a couple, you know, a few issues back, and you know, the swords, she was destroyed and shattered, and nobody's quite sure how uh, how she came back. And she's not really sure how she came back, or how her and Psylocke are getting along. Yeah. You know, so we got all that, and then there's Pete Wisdoms here trying to, you know, quietly talk to each other mentally. That way, they can, you know discuss stuff around people who aren't you know they don't want to hear what they're having to say so it's it's interesting to see like it's very it's clandestine almost like people are trying to people everybody, everybody's kind of playing their parts except for richter who's just kind of 
destroyed because his ex is here. But like they're they're definitely a more well put together team than either X the X Force or the Hellions have been. You know, and the whole time we got this um this guy coming here trying to talk to Charles Xavier. He's a Ambassador Brousseau. And he ends up talking about how Great Britain isn't going to allow um allow them to put their portals on their shores even though they have Captain Britain is amongst the ranks of the mutants. Disavowing her as Captain Britain was a fucking kick to the fucking dick. Yeah. You still got the power, we don't give a shit. Yep. Now, are they are they part of Clan uh, Akaba, or... I don't believe so. No. What is their clan here? They're not. They're not one of the offshoots of the clan that um, during Acts of Swords, when uh, Apocalypse met up with the other like equivalent of mutant celestials, that when mm-hmm. one died, the other everyone else would absorb their power, and they sacrificed that one girl. Yeah, I remember that, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think they are. I think you know. This is all Britain. Yeah, this is all just straight Britain. You know, and then we have, you know, Brian Braddock over here with his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to, just trying to be suave and going to get her a snack and whatnot. And then Nightcrawler sneaks in, just being friendly because, you know, he's Nightcrawler. You know, we get, uh, we get Rachel over here, you know, daughter of, you know, Phoenix and Cyclops. You What's know. her new name? She's a... Uh, I can't recall off the top of my head because she was with Phoenix. I'll find it. Back in the day. She's something else. Keep going. But yeah, now they're, you know, she's trying to make Betsy feel better and they're kind of dancing and hugging and just kind of, you know, being friendly with each other because, you know, she she won't go into her mind because she'd hate to pry. And Rachel and Betsy's over here inviting her back to the lighthouse. And then we see Pete Wisdom over here <laughs> going with the uh, the people from Britain, the, the ambassador. And he's in this, this group of people with these red cloaks. And before he can get too far into it, um, they, they grab him and they end up sacrificing him um, in an effort to bring back... Morgan Le Fay. This was gnarly. I love Morgan Le Fay. Colin, Colin's one of the biggest Morgan Le Fay's fans ever. Oh, awesome. But yeah, they end up sacrificing Pete Wisdom and they bring back Morgan Le Fay and you see this person with a knife and she's just like, our hands are wet with mutant blood. Yep. Yeah, and then, you know, Richter's just kind of, he left the party, he's just kind of drinking, and he just decides to, uh, you know, basically just kind of destroy part of, you know, separate a, uh, separate a yeah. sovereign little island and just the goddamn yep. lighthouse. Yes, making a lighthouse into its own separate land, and he's just sitting there on the shores, and then here comes Shatterstar. And they just sit here, and he shows them the beach he made. With some beer. Yeah, has, some, has a beer, and they're just going to hang out. 
But Morgan Le Fay is on her way. And that's pretty much where the issue ends. This one really scared me because Morgan Le Fay is not just a random shows up every five years in a in a random book and is never as impactful as like someone like uh, Thanos. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, she's ex lover of Doom. <laughs> uh oh. This woman is a time traveling witchcraft crazy son of a bitch. And not crazy in the sense that she's a psychopath, that where she's like doesn't know who's in control. No, she's extremely in control. She's extremely in control, and now we have our monkey wrench. I thought we had our monkey wrench at the end of X of Swords with the departure of uh, Apocalypse and yeah. and Cipher and Warlock and a lot of the people that are historically. Unstable, mm -hmm. including Kid Cable. The idea that strife is coming on like there, there are so many stories going on here. Like, the only gripe I have is that the only way to really understand what's going on in any of the X books, you have to read every single goddamn one, and you have yeah. to read, and you have to read every single one twice. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of material. That's for sure. I'm digging it, man. I, I, I'm really thinking the big. I'm an armchair book. This one, I, I think. I don't think Beast, and I've said it before, I, I don't think Beast is really Beast. I think it's Dark Beast. These these notes, these redacted files here, whether or not they're coming from Sinister or Beast or Forge, I think we're getting a glimpse into Dark Beast. Because Beast was a fucking bastard even just showing up at the goddamn party. He was ready to mm -hmm. fuck shit up. He was... He was cocky about it too. Remember they they they, they detected yeah. him and shut his shit down. I mean, you got you got Beast, you got freaking whoever that uh that other Mister Sinister was. Right. You know, there there's definitely some credence to that theory as far as there being. You know, maybe we're about to get another variation of the Age of Apocalypse. God no, God no. You know, plus a plus Apocalypse of all the people is gone. Don't forget yeah. the other God. It was it like like a month ago. Like Legion revealed. Oh yeah, the uh, what was it the the patchwork band? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's onslaught. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a month beforehand, when there was a raid in a warehouse, from one of the mutant hating assholes that are uh, keeping all the mutant relics they could find, there was the uh, the shell of onslaught there. It was yeah. bright and shiny, like you can't, couldn't miss it. Oh, we saw onslaughts on the on the goddamn island. Um, Cipher, who is able to read everything from Kakoa and is the one that translates everything uh, to the uh, what the the dark circle or I want to say inner circle. That's, my mind always goes there. Can't help it, Jericho. Love him. Um, the shadow cancel. Mm-hmm. Just gonna. You don't. You didn't notice that onslaught's here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kid Cable. We've got a uh, evil entity on this. Like the the little kids are causing mischief. That God knows what's happening. I mean, uh, it's a lot to keep up with, but it is a fucking shitload of fun. And I, I'm, I'm really liking. I, I really feel like Jonathan Hickman, who's in control of all of this, right now is thinking he's not going to have the least bit of the 15 years that Claremont had 
in control mm -hmm. and doing everything he can to make everything as fun and as complicated and as I will make my mark as fast as possible. But like, there's no way that's really Beast. That's it's got to be Dark Beast. And we got Morgan Le Fay now. She's not even really an an, an ex baddie, like yeah. X Men baddie. Like she's she's more Captain America. Hey, fuck it. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's go for it. See what the hell happens. Uh, X-Men. So we're, we're caught up. So that's what's going on in the party because we're still, we're still wrapped up in uh, Hellfire Gala. Let me pull up X-Men yep. here. Got so much on this, man. They announced the new team. We got Rogue. I was really surprised by that. Multiple Man is basically the, the butler here. We've got, it really starts off with the original mutant, um, Namor. Namor actually showed up to the party. Oh, wow. He's outside, Multiman gives him a drink. Xavier and Magneto come up and say, hey man, what's going on? Thanks for coming. And he's like, uh, he basically just drinks his drink, pisses on the floor and says, you motherfuckers think you're kings? <laughs> you just got this island. I control 75% of this planet. You just got your island. You are not kings. You are not leaders. You're basically children. I want nothing to do with anything you're doing here at all. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I may be the first mutant. Uh, I may be welcome autonomously on if I decided to show up in Krakoa, no problem. But fuck you. Fuck your party. Fuck your plans. I want nothing to do with you. And uh, I'm going to even give you the bigger middle finger. I'm going to go hang out with Reed Richards and fucking Captain America and T'Challa and 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 uh, Tony Stark. We're going to have a couple drinks here. And then, boom. Then we go back to the flashiness. We've got Cyclops and his, like... God, I, I guess this is the most ridiculous visor I've ever seen him in. He, he has the worst costume on the gala. <laughs> you know, we're going to... We get into the uh, the psychics here when like you know they're communicating and showing all showing off all the power, and they the the way it was picked it was it was wonderful. Gene taps into every mutant on the planet, and every mutant on the planet is connected to each other to decide without bias because all their thoughts are exposed who they should who they think should be the new mutant team, including. Suspiciously, Doctor Stephen Strange, who's able to see the whole thing going on here, and we get the, we get it picked out. Rogue, Sunfire, Wolverine, uh, not really Wolvie, Wolvie, not Logan. It's X twenty three. She's got a couple shrimps on on uh, one of her claws. Like oh, that was me. Cinch, uh, I thought you'd pop for that one. Yeah, good old Generation X. Polaris. That was surprising. Yeah. And of course, Gene and uh, and Scott. They. We get to the uh, the one thing that I really liked was when I was initially reading this was after uh, the Sinister Secrets page, which is a I guess a uh, a cipher for what's going on. The Sinister, okay. uh, the Sinister, like it's it's it lists Sinister Secret fifty one through sixty. It's all these cryptic messages here uh, of what you might have thought if you're an armchair booker what might be going on here let me just read a random one it's still the early days of the Vescoran uh, excavation of 
light worlds, but an unknown material of un immeasurable worth has begun appearing in the crooked market. So that's in Otherworld. Uh, another one here, uh, speaking of things that come in twos, two empty seats on the Quiet Council are too, too many. Look for there to be moves made in the filling of these empty seats. Sinister Secret number 60. What sinister someone has been hard at work studying the vile helix of the vile world. Psst, it's me. Shh. It actually says that. And then it says, number uh, reposted or revealed, we don't hear the word spoken often. So when we do, it's best to pay attention because when you square that circle, what took a long time to build can come crumbling down rather quickly. And in, uh, not parentheses, the hyperlinks, uh, Inferno, because they're, in they're hinting to the revelation of uh, Madeline Pryor coming back. Oh, next, yeah. Next page here, we got a gorgeous splash page of everyone happy and the, the fireworks going off in whatever digital way you want to look at it. But we at the very bottom... Uh, it's Patton Oswalt and his wife. <laughs> really? No, really. Look, look. I, 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 I was like, that's got to be Patton Oswalt and his wife. I looked it up. He like tweeted it like thirty minutes beforehand when I read it. That's funny. And Kevin Feige is one of the people that just happens to be on the island with a his director hat. Uh, side couple walk past him. Jamie, uh, one for the room, please. You know, order some drinks. And he looks back at Feige. Yeah, thanks. Don't mention it. So, uh, Feige says, what's your story? And he says, well, it's, it's complicated. But it's, it, they put Feige in it, man. Okay, all right. You're that meta. We announced the uh, the new X team. And we everything's been being revealed to what the fuck they're looking at for the fireworks that are going on. Uh, zoom that in. You see Emma's head... Oh, yeah. And then you see the power going to everybody. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we get the different ciphers for what's going on next. Um, a lot of different things here I'm concerned about. Sebastian Shaw, Pyro being... Pyro's... I, I really feel Pyro's going to come into this. Um, Why do you say that? Just the the fact that he has been built up to a point that he's never he's always been like a D lister or more like a I would say more like an N lister. He's never been, like he can't even make fire. He can control it as long as he's got a flame. Yeah. Uh, they're they're giving him more things going on here. We don't know what the hell's going on in other world when it comes to apocalypse. We've got strife running crazy. Um, After everything I've said, do you think this is too big of a story for one man to take on? No, because, I mean, the Xbox always, there's like a, every year they do something like this. How long ago was, you know, Exoswords and all that? Yeah, but it wasn't this convoluted. Yeah, but I mean, they always do that. That's like one of the big, one of my big things is like, I don't want to get 20-something issues to get one story. Ah. Like give me a, give give it give it to me in a dozen issues make it make it worth my time like you know there's a lot of when you do that big there's always so much filler in those kind of issues that like a lot of stuff just doesn't matter. The only thing I felt that was filler was the Children of Adam books that are going on here. They're hard to read. Mm -hmm. um, X Corp has actually got a lot of great potential. Um, I guess I'm just I guess. God, honestly, man, after since uh, you helped me get my first appearance of Jubilee, the second I saw Jubilee, 
Yeah, she's mine. I own her. <laughs> it made me feel better about things. Like, like it, it's just not that was a joke. I'm just saying that. You can't own a person. I know I can't own a person, but I own the first appearance of Jubilee, and every time I see Jubilee now, I know that I feel better as a person because I have her origin. Don't right know that. Nice. Right. That's what I got for that one, man. I'm sorry I went off so hardcore on that one. There was just so many goddamn X-Factors on that. Uh, beg, beg the pun on that one. Excalibur, X. Uh, next week we're going to be doing... Um, Earth, what is it? Planet size X Men, New Mutants. A lot of extra shit here, man. Help me out with Detective on um, Legend of the Dark Knight, man, because I, I was reading what I thought was the newest one. It's a digital one by Becky Clinton, who's my favorite. Uh, one mm -hmm. of my favorites. And uh, it was a digital story about Solomon Gundy, but you're reading issue two. Is this kind of like one of those things where we get confused and I was like on issue 12 on Next Batman and you're actually in issue two? On the actual yeah. print version, same thing exactly. Uh, but now we uh, we start out and then the last issue, freaking Batman and the Joker had gone into Gotham Bay on a helicopter right after Joker had gassed the two of them. Right. Uh, yeah, we come out, freaking Batman's arms coming out of the water. He's on this trash heap, and uh, he pulls the Joker's lifeless body out of the out of the freaking water. And goes to start, you know, administering CPR. And, of course, he's just like, ah, maybe I should just let him die. I'm not going to, but I, I really should. And he's, then he starts contemplating freaking trying to swim back to Gotham with the Joker on his back. And he's just like, it's the tail of the scorpion and the frog. He's going, you know, he'll, he'll kill the both of us just to kill me. You know, and he used all his anti... He used the majority of his anti-venom on all the guards before the helicopter took off. So he's only got about half a dose left for himself and the Joker. And he's just like, you know, and Joker's just laughing at him, be like, you, you can't... You're not going to let me die. You're Batman. That's not what you do. Nope. And we, we see Joker just vomiting all over himself... You know, just because he took on so much more of it than Batman did, Batman gives himself part of the antidote. So we get to see uh, Joker in actual pain. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, he's, he's you know we see crying, we see snot running down his face. He's dying. U ugly crying. Get it? Yeah. And for the whole time, he's like, "Oh, come on, Batman! You're not gonna let me in, it in like this, are you?" And Batman being Batman, of course not. He gives Joker, he takes part of it himself and then gives Joker the rest of the antidote. You know, see if he can make it last long enough for them to get help. You know, and he's trying to set off a flare, hoping that Gordon will come and save him. And the whole time, Joker's just over here just talking to him. Talking about, you know, bringing up, you know, him killing Jason Todd. Well, how is he bringing it up? Like, is he, is he remorseful or just talking about it? Oh no, he wants he, to talk he's just he's he's just trying to hurt Batman any way he can. He's just, you know, no matter what, even if I can't punch you right now, I'm gonna get to you. You know, talking about how, uh, you know, how I made him, you know, breathe his last breath, and he loved the way that like that Robin would stay defiant, 
when he'd have them all tied up facing certain doom. A lot of spunk that one. Yeah, that kid made one hell of a hostage, and Batman just looks at him. He's just like, "Shut up." Excellent. And he's, like, and he's just like, Excellent. "That's it, though, isn't it?" You know, so much fun. You know, he used to be. He's like talking about how Batman used to be so fun before he became serious, and now he just needs a Robin to calm him down. And then he's like, and then he just starts singing. Those were the days. You know, and, just, and then he starts comparing them. He's talking about how they're both psychopaths. And he's like, I'm certifiable. You know, we know that. You, on the other hand, running around with a kid in, like, running around with a kid in tights, what does that say about you? I mean, we all, we all know you're fucking crazy, but I never took you for a... And then Batman just punches him in the face. Knock the fuck out. Yep, knocks him out at one punch. And then we see Batman on this freaking trash barge. And all he says to himself is, finally. Just shut Just... the fuck up. Exactly. You know, Bat, you know, they eventually, you know, freaking Gordon eventually finds him and gets him out of there. You know, he talks about, he's telling Batman he needs medical attention. And Batman's like, no, I got to get this stuff off the street. Because it was originally drugs that he was, the, the drugs he was trying to get off the street initially anyway. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to do this regardless of how it affects me. You know, and then there's a, a you know, gets a message from the Riddler. It's riddle me this. Words that still make my stomach clinch when I read them. Because I know now that danger is... Uh, and he just, he just reads the riddle and it's just, you know, he, you know his stomach always clinches. Because he knows, you know, lives are at stake, basically. Right. And he reads a riddle, and it's not even, not even a very good riddle. He is puts it, it, you know, he talk, Is it even the Riddler? <laughs> oh, not, of course not. Of course not. That's the whole thing, you know. He ends up. He ends up at this casino in Amusement Mile. And freaking, you know, he's he's imagining, freaking, a young Jason Todd being there next to him because he still hasn't gotten all the poison out yet but like he's you know he's got to ignore it he's got to get back to the mission and he ends up going to this casino and right by the casino there's this place called paradox studios and you know, that's where he's going to find the riddler or so he thinks and he's, he's just thinking to himself about how crudely these riddles are put together and how it's it's like nigma's not even trying anymore and there's these uh Three hexagons with freaking, uh, you know, question marks in them. And then the lights go on, and he's like, and it's Batman, time to play a game. And they start dropping stuff out of the ce uh, ceiling lights on him and whatnot. And he ends up falling down this tunnel, or falling down this, uh, the floor gives out. And he's fallen, and he wakes up inside this cage. And, of course, the bars are electric electrified. And somebody's giggling at him, and he's like, you know, who's there? And we find him, we end up, you know, talking to himself, talking, and like, show yourself. And he's like, and he's like, I got you. And then this woman sticks her head out, and she's got a, uh, a green top with a black, or with a purple jacket over it. Of course. 
and she's basically a female Riddler calling herself Quiz. And she's like, I got a question for you, Batman. How far would you go? And what would you risk to save someone you love? That is Bush League. That is so Bush League. Quiz, purple and Quiz. green. Like, she's, oh, a, yeah. she's a fucking, she's not even a uh, New York Times uh, crossword puzzle. She's uh, your college newspaper stolen off Associate Press. Like, goddamn. <laughs> it, it seems to me like she's almost like the Riddler sidekick. Uh, like, we spent this whole issue talking about Joker and Jason Todd and the Robins. And she basically seems to be like the Ro- the Robin to Riddler's Batman. And I gotta say, I get confused about when we talk about Batman a lot because we've been flashing forward, back and forth through back issues that we've been going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, when what what was it recently where Riddler and his gang they got pissed off at him because he wasn't executing fast enough? Was that recent or was that old? Uh, that was older. Yeah, that was older. That... Yeah, uh, there's no way Riddler would have some fucking Bush League fucking uh, Boggle champion be a <laughs> be his fucking his Robin his, his ward his ward. Uh, I mean, like more like sacrificial lamb. Possibly, but we'll we'll see what happens with it. You know, I mean, punchline's taken off pretty good. Let's see what happens with it all. You know, down the road. I'm worried about but, that. Eh, it is what it is. Quiz, quiz may be garbage. We may never see her again after this little thing, this little intro. It may end up being something. Who knows? Freaking. But, eh, Give it a go. Alright. I, I will give it a go. I will. You're usually never wrong when it comes to comic books. Or life. Or life. You know, I haven't really questioned you, man. We got back from Lubbock in one piece. You didn't let me drive. I get it. Um, but what a Bush League fucking sidekick. <laughs> eh. Robin, Robin was a kid in tights. I mean, eh. Yeah, but now he's ruined. There have definitely been worse ideas. Yeah, but now he's ruined Bloodhaven. He's got this five-story kick-ass industrial badass uh, apartment. Him and Barb are definitely going to happen. He's got the pup. <laughs> I just want to point out, though, we, we went through the 70s disco Nightwing phase. Yes, so. we did. Yes, we did. They're, they're not all winners. They are not all winners, especially in Nightwing, when, uh, I'm sorry, in uh, Dark uh, Nightfall, when he's still got the blue with the, the gold. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to blend in, you're just going to wear something shiny. What the fuck you doing? <laughs> yeah, not wrong. Not wrong. Got a couple to go through before we get to Flash, man. Uh, Iron Man number nine. We've got Kordak that has... You're going to get an issue every now and then that in 20 years you're going to be desperately looking for because something really big happens into it, in it, that you glanced over. You thought it was something that was a um, nom de plume, something just... Nah, who cares? Yeah, Alex Ross did the cover. Big deal. No, big deal in this one. Korvac finds Adam 1, the original Human Torch. Oh, okay. Finds him on a desolate planet. Wants to be left alone. Hey, guess what? I know who you are. I'm Korvac. You know who I am, too. We're basically brothers. Let me take you back to my ship. We're on to Gala 2. 
Uh, only you will be my brother. Only you will understand the plans I have for humanity and the entire galaxy and universe. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, if you can fix my broken-ass android body, I'll shut the fuck up. That's basically what happens in this. Um, okay. Okay, brother. Let's. Uh, you know, as a freebie, I'm gonna I'm gonna juicy up. Like your body's gonna be better. We're talking original human torture. Like we're talking Marvel's number Marvel number one with Namor and the like. If you remember in the uh, in Captain America number uh, number one, the original Avenger. First Avenger. Okay. When, when they go to that like World's Fair, we see a little bit of semblances, but you saw the original Human Torch mm-hmm. uh, exposed to oxygen. He just ignites. But okay, so he's in somewhat a brother to Korvac in terms of the of the technology, and yeah, he builds him a better body. Uh, he. Adam, one season in Korvac's head. Uh, this is something we covered last summer before you were in the show on um, the Korvac saga. When okay. when Korvac was, uh, this was something that was part of the Infinity Gauntlet number two. When um, back in like the early, God, like I want to say it was like ninety one or two, uh, when Korvac really took over and he was basically controlling everything from his like apartment, like Long Island. And he sees inside Korvac's head and realizes what he's after. He's just a selfish bastard. Yeah, Torch is now super-powered, comes out, snaps out of the memories of Korvac, and like, no, I can't do this, I'm going to destroy you. And immediately Korvac puts that little chip in the back of his head, and, ah, and now he's subservient. And we got High Evolutionary standing loud and clear here. Uh-oh. We've got. Don't forget, we're on. We're on the way to Gala too. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, Galactus's second, you know, giant orbiting. It's basically a solar system and a ship. The the original Corvax uh, saga was him trying to take over the first one, and oh, okay. this is. Even if you don't know what's going on here, the artwork is phenomenal. But this is this is tapping into deep roots and planting deeper roots. This is something I, I imagine what's happening here is gonna either do a quick story and because we're on issue nine of Iron Man and obviously twelve is gonna be a big issue. Um, oh, of course. I hope they plant some seeds here because Korvac is one of the bigger cosmic entities. Of Marvel, and uh, it's one of my favorite things. Like I love everything that's going on on Terra, but the the meat and potatoes for me in all the movies right now is what's going on cosmically. Well, we, we've got a lot of different people. Like I mentioned earlier in Loki, I really want to see High Evolutionary. I want to see, I want to see. Um, God, I'm spacing. It's one of those nights, man. We, Adam Warlock. I want to see Adam Warlock for sure, man. Um, Kang the Conqueror. I want to see bigger deals here. I mean, they've barely even scratched the surface of what Howard the Duck is. Um, yeah. I mean, granted that he's a comic relief, but it's something little here, but the artwork is too good. The story is too meat and potatoes. It probably took me 30 minutes to read this. Oh, wow, okay. Not because it was, like, so dense like a Watchmen comic, but because mm-hmm. 
like I had to keep researching. Like I like okay, I know this. Hold on a second. Like I'd read something and I would okay, rewind. Rewind. Uh you got to re- uh, if you get a chance to get bored, listen to Colonize episode on the Korvox saga. That was nice. uh, I think that was a 3-hour issue on like 12 issues. Oh wow. Um I think who else come out? Freaking Nova. Nova's another one. Nova for sure. Absolutely Nova. Warlock is the meat and potatoes of all all of them. He's the main dish. Nice. Is Adam Warlock, and I hope that by the time we get to him coming out of his cocoon, because it was at the end of uh, Guardians Two. I believe so. We saw the cocoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that people have evolved and. Have gone through the, you know, it's it's like $8 a month to go through the app and they recommend things and, you know, like, this is going on right now, if you want to get caught up or understand what's going on in these issues right now, these ones are free uh, from the 80s or 70s. Um, just get caught up, they're here. Just, just fucking read them. And I hope yeah. that by the time that we get to when Warlock or, or we get Kang the Conqueror or even like a legit Doom or Fantastic Four within the Marvel Universe uh, cinematic universe that people are have caught up and had the curiosity to go and do their fucking research because it's not like you're reading a a, a boring ass uh, Walt Walt Whitman or Thoreau you're, you're no this is there's pretty pictures fucking keep up <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was what I got on Iron Man number nine. Oh, six sidekicks of t- Trigger Keaton, man. God bless these guys that did it, man, or whatever they believe in. But this was a, this was garbage. This this was the epitome of, <laughs> this was the epitome of a. I've talked to a lot of comic artists and comic writers. The dream is to get your your fucking comic made into a movie. This is mm-hmm. about a. The worst piece of shit. He's basically Chuck Norris, and he's the biggest piece of shit. He's been on all these TV shows and movies, and he's always had all these sidekicks, and he's ruined all their careers, and he happens to get murdered one day. And all the sidekicks that have all been disillusioned by him uh, from one phase or another from whatever TV show or movie are trying... One of them is trying to figure out who actually killed the guy. And... They all hate each other. They have that Avengers like, oh, we're all tied together. We, we shouldn't be at this. This is a funeral. Um, why are you investigating this? And they have a big knockdown Avengers drag out. And uh, I guess it was de- decent artwork, man. It looks like it was done with a fucking Sharpie, like a, a, a Sharpie faux digital. The artwork was sloppy. The coloring was sloppy. The 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 shading was sloppy. It, it's just like, what if Chuck Norris was a dickhead and you find out that everyone on the set of uh, Walker Texas Ranger hated his guts and they decided to find out who murdered him. I really wanted this to succeed. <laughs> I really did. Uh, like I, I actually feel really bad saying the words I'm saying about it because people put a lot of work into this and I just didn't like mm-hmm. it. Like I, I don't I, I don't I, I don't see anyone else liking this. Like even on a base level, like if they found it or it was given to them as a, a gift and they're six years old and this is one of the five comics they have until they have a couple of bucks to get another one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now, um, I don't know. The, the premise sounds interesting. Like, you know, Chuck Norris being a dick, getting murdered, and people trying to find out who murdered him. It just, the premise sounds like a good idea. Just freaking, it did. It just poorly executed. It really did. It was just a lot of bickering. A lot of bickering. I mean, it could be one of those things that, like, the more issues you get, the more stuff kind of, like, it's all leading towards something else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it might, it might end up being worth it, but... I hope so. I, I don't want any of these things to fail. I don't want people listening to what I'm saying and be like, oh, I'm not going to buy that or read it, or uh, if a, a friend of mine lets me borrow it to not read it. I don't want that to happen. I'm yeah. just saying that I'm, I'm, it wasn't my favorite this week. No, I yeah. Totally understandable. It's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Bunny Mask is a horror comic done by Paul Tobin, and I fucking love this guy. I'm a fucking juck rider on this guy, man. Because this starts with episode one, the chip into the teeth. It starts out with a dad, like, daughter's like like this, smiling. And he's like, yeah, that's good. And puts a chisel in her face and says, okay, it's got to hurt. Boom. Knocks out a couple of teeth. There's uh, an evil cult. There's mines underneath the, underneath the home. There's people coming back from the dead. There's a evil woman wearing a bunny mask within the caverns. I was all ready to do like an hour long expose about how awesome Colder was. And all I could mm. do was give you like a paragraph. And this is all I can do on this one. It is that goddamn good. If I say anything else, it's the artwork isn't as good as Colder. It's, it's uh, a lot of really good uh, digital watercolors. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of suspense. It's thrilling. It's, um, it's not something that you're going to, within a couple of pages, you're going to realize that you didn't wash your hands before you started reading the comic naked. It's going to, it's that good. Like, oh shit, this is, like, within a couple of pages, this is going to be something that I want pristine. Got to put some gloves on or bootleg it so I can read put it. Put some pants it. on. Put some goddamn pants on. That's all I got for that one, man. But we got we got Flash left, man. How am I telling you to put some pants on? And you're like, oh, we got the Flash left. I got pants really? on. Really? The Flash? I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Fight Owens Fight original like silver and black. Just don't flash anybody. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I've gotten in trouble with that from before. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that at all. It was it was high school. Had those. Uh, I had those tearaway Adidas pants where you like, you know, the buttons on the side. Yeah, I remember. I was trying to impress some chicks, and the principal's walking by, and uh, he didn't appreciate it too much. But I, I, I had my drawers on. Unless you had that going for you, being the modest high schooler you were, I'm sure. Alaska, Arlington Air Force Base. <laughs> nice way to say it was cold outside. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Oh, hey. Sometimes the material writes itself. It does, and uh got a lot of disappointed people in my past. <laughs> eh, it is what it is. But no, we start off in the uh, in the Legion of Doom. With the uh, with the Legion of Doom, Reverse Flash is trying to join. 
this is straight out of Super Friends, out of the freaking 80s, and I am loving it. I am fucking loving this. This is what I was popping when I told you oh. when I was reading Last Ronin, and when they do the flashbacks, mm. they do old school, like, original Team and T artwork. That's yeah. how awesome this is. Yeah, and apparently freaking Reverse Flash, who is really Wally West inside Reverse Flash's body, was trying to join the Legion of Doom, and apparently killed Superman with some lightning. <laughs> and he's he's trying to tell tell Barry, freaking Oliver Queen, and Mister Terrific that he may have killed Superman. Oops! On accident. And it flashes into this like gorgeous painted, modeled like even the teeth are perfect in the next pages. From the yeah. From the old school comics. Look at Cheetah, man. She's like basically like like Batman's 66 costume. And Exactly. And Riddler with the worst the worst riddles ever. And the whole time Lex Luthor's like they're trying to you know, everyone's all like, Oh, let him in, let him in. Luthor's like, Oh, come on guys. No, he hasn't really done anything yet and he's like, Oh, you're jealous that he killed Superman. <laughs> I'm Lex Luthor's jealous of nothing. How is Solomon Gundy on the leash of supervillains? <laughs> because they needed a big guy, I guess. It's the 80s, man. They picked the random guy, like fucking, uh, it was it Firestar, Iceman, and, and Spider-Man, living in the same apartment. <laughs> I don't even think Firestar was freaking a character at that point. I think they created her just for the show, if I remember correctly. I think it was both, like, Dazzler. Dazzler was created to be a, a musical influence at the same time because of the mm-hmm. disco influence. Yep. Yeah. I want to say it was supposed to originally be somebody other than Firestar, and then they created Firestar for the show. Kind of like how they created Harley Quinn for Batman the Animated Series and then brought her into comic books. Yeah, that backfired on him. <laughs> right to the bank. We're laughing right to the fucking bank. You're, you read my mind on that one, man. Uh, but yeah, so freaking... Wally's over here in Reverse Flash's body, trying to, trying to make him, you know, trying to get everyone to believe he's Reverse Flash, and all of a sudden Superman, you know, comes back up and he isn't really dead, because he's freaking Superman, and of course he isn't dead. And turns out the whole thing is that Wally's got to siphon all this excess energy off of Superman before Superman explodes. Because he's got to get that speed force energy back to the speed force so it can heal itself. And turns out he's got to go to Lex Luthor to freaking get Luther, one of Luthor's secret weapons that would be able to siphon this energy off of Superman. And he ends up getting it. This bitch slap scene is wonderful. Slap, slap, slap. Vibrating oh, yeah. at a million bitch slaps in a second. <laughs> yeah. If for nothing else, that would be an amazing superpower to have. Yeah, the ability to slap a hoe. <laughs> At a million slap, where's my money? Mr. Franklin's a little lonely <laughs> here. But yeah, no, we, we go back to Mr. Terrific, freaking Barry Allen and Oliver Queen trying to come up with a way to get Barry home, and they rationalize that now he's not even just in the multiverse, he's in the omniverse. Which means he could literally be anywhere, anytime, any place on any Earth, and right then and there, Wally's wife calls. <laughs> Carl Anderson. And 
Yeah, and Barry Allen is not going to answer the phone. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to. Nobody else wants to either. Mr. Terrific ends up picking up the phone and trying to explain to Wally West's wife, who knows that her husband is going to retire, <laughs> he was going there to turn in his uniform, and, well, the third smartest man on the planet just got an earful from Wally West's wife. It's wonderful, man. This is great. And, and at the end of it, all he can say is, we better get Wally back quick, or we're all in danger. We're Let's get to work. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to piss his wife off. Uh, I imagine that in the future, I'm going to get a phone call from Mrs. Morales. Where's Tony? Uh... <laughs> no, I, I'm on straight and narrow, man. I ain't got oh, no, time no, for no, that no, nonsense. I know, I know, I know you've been <laughs> st- straight and narrow. It'd be more of those things like, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, we we're drinking... Obviously, uh, where are you right now, Amarillo? Are you in the fields? No. What are your? Is Tony passed out and you lit a bunch of fireworks on him? No. <laughs> That's why I don't drink like I used to. Sure. Of course you won't. Of course you won't. All I'm saying is that one day I'm gonna drop you off at your house. You completely innocent, and she's gonna make me cry. Sorry. Yeah, that, 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 I could see that happening. I'm probably not wrong there. It's gonna happen. It'll be worth it, though. There won't be yeah, any. I can see it. All right, but nonetheless, we go back to a couple of images. We go back to the Flash is now taking over the body of Max Mercury, trying is that to who that run. Is? Yep, that's Max Mercury, and he's trying to, you know. Run down a a speed force laced buffalo. Um, he ends up at Titan Academy for a minute, getting more power off of that. Um, he ends up looks like back with the Justice Society of America. And he's, he's just time hopping, time hopping, and now he's back being uh, bear, you know Wally West when Wally West was the Flash in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And he just, he just keeps time jumping, and then we eventually come to him in the body of his son, talking to his twenty-something-year-old daughter. Ooh. And he's just happy to see how everything at the end, you know, his kids are good, you know. And then turns out that they're both, uh, you know, she's married, um, Jai. His son is, you know, is seeing a girl who was actually the uh, the girl from the first issue of this saga. Right, I'm seeing the. We're calling her name right now. And freaking, you know, he's talking about, oh, you know, I'm so glad you guys, everything worked out for me retiring, and and she's just like, that's so cute, that's our cue, and it turns out she's a superhero and he's a superhero. And Wally's just like, oh, God, no. Honey, and freaking, yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, at the end of the day, it didn't matter, you know, because he's, you know, he's like, this isn't the life I wanted for you. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, you, you trained us right and you got us to where we needed to be. Who's you this, know, and she's like, hmm? Who's this Harry Potter looking motherfucker on this last page here? Because it's just, 
muscle and lightning and then some nerd. <laughs> that I don't know. I can't recall off the top of my head. I know that I know the character though. I just can't recall. But freaking, he was like a wizard of some kind. I had to look it up though. I thought that was a chick. No, it's totally a dude. Like I've seen him before. I just can't. I can't recall. Is he the Speed Something. Force, Harry Potter, Wizard, Little Buddy? Cause this yeah, pretty something bad. like that. Of course he's redheaded. Yeah, he's he's bald. He's got the Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right when he uh right when Flat or right when Wally West is getting ready to go to the next uh the next time period. You know. He's just like, you know, and his daughter knows. She's like, you know, don't worry, you know, you we have our whole lives ahead of us to hang to get to know each other. And she's like, See you in the future, Dad. And then we come to uh Wally West in Sanctuary where, you know, he was blamed for killing uh, a whole host of heroes, including Poison Ivy. And we're going to see in the uh, the Flash annual what, what is the uh, the next step in this journey. Planet Flash? So. Yeah, this is a, this is a blink of an eye, Chapter 4. So I'm assuming we're getting the conclusion in the Flash annual to see what becomes of good old Wally West. See, I dig that. I love the fact that when they make an annual worthwhile, where it's actually part of the goddamn story, it's not just a five, six dollar book that's super thick with a bunch of reprints of old stories. I want to see a killer annual, the way they used to do the X Men annual or X Men Unlimited. Remember those? Oh yeah, those ones were freaking phenomenal. Hell yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. I like the uh, I like the idea of a big, uh, long term arc ending in an annual. Because normally, like you said, it's just two or three stories that don't really mean anything, just kind of put into a book that you can pay six to ten bucks for. Right. I mean, it was but all- no, overall, this has been a great little flash story. You know, we get to see you know see Wally West, you know, back in the uh, back in the red, and freaking, you know, seeing different all these different timelines and whatnot have been really freaking interesting. It's challenging as a reader, and it's challenging as a... Uh, I'm not a Flash aficionado, but I do know a decent amount of Flash. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that I'm challenged to research, to enjoy it, to get the, like... To, it also doesn't stop you dead in your tracks. If, you're, if, you, if you don't know what's going on, it's so good you're just going to keep going, and then, like... Go back and research. Not where it stops and it becomes a chore. Uh, no, this is a shitload of fun. The different forms mm-hmm. of artwork. Um, I feel like I feel like eight people are telling the story. It's just one dude. It's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go on over the history of Los Flashes, if you will. I'm, lo- I'm loving the idea that there's a galaxy of Speed Force planets. Yeah. Like the, the the multiple flashes, I'm I'm way more into than like the multiple Spider Man. Like I've always kind of that always gonna turn me off as a Spider Man fan. Being yeah, because like, they they never fucked up multiple spy flashes. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's been different generations of flashes and whatnot at all. I can understand the concept of a speed force a lot better than like a spider totem. Agreed. So. God, the, the, the sixty style is great. 
I didn't realize mm-hmm. Lex Luthor had such beautiful green eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're downright dreamy. Man, we got a lot of work to do this weekend, man. It's going to be great. Yep. We've got a limit push on Saturday. Shit, man, you got a, you got a hot date on uh, Saturday. I'm going to find someone to go on a hot date and go get a steak with. You should. We're going we're gonna to film some promos. Gonna write some shit. Probably end up at a comic store. Yeah, we kind of got to. I got to do shots all week, so. Hit the gym. Well, that's what a, yeah. what happens when you walk the minefields, man. You just challenge yourself. Yeah, we gotta get out there and get everything done. I saw something today. It's like it's not passion; it's action. You can be as passionate as you want. Just get your ass out there and fucking do it. Like, yeah, you get, you're not wrong. It's one of those things, like, we, we've got, what we do on a weekly basis, we get shit done, but then we get these Saturdays where it's a limit push and shit, like, goddamn, like, uh, like, I wasn't even sleepy when I got home from Lubbock. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was sleepy. I laid down and done. <laughs> yeah. My, my body said, oh, you're done? All right, cool. <laughs> you're, uh, <laughs> that was a big, you had a big day, little buddy. Yeah, big day, Time little to sleep. buddy. It was full of fucking hamburgers. We had like what, three hamburgers a day. God damn, I did. You had. Some well, I, did, I, did chi- I had a chicken. I had a chicken sandwich. I was on the healthy. Yeah, kinda. It, not healthy when you're fucking eating that shit with a fucking knife and spoon yeah. while you're driving. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was that was a that was Sonic. Yeah, Sonic in the morning. Sonic in the morning. Uh, yeah. Well, let's uh, chicken bites. Well, shit, man. Uh, God, it was 7.30 on... Uh, meet you at 7.30 on Saturday morning. Yep. All right. Do you want to do breakfast? Probably not. I don't. I only got X amount of time, so... All right, well... Uh, I just end up doing my normal freaking yogurt, strawberries, granola in the morning well, at I the will, gym. I will do the same thing, too. God, God damn it. That's because you're a fancy bitch. I am extra fancy. I've got a really pretty spoon for it. A little, it's a little smaller, so I can really scoop it in. Get that extra. God damn it! Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to. It's, fine. it's hilarious. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's one of those things we set ourselves on fire. It's minefields. Uh, come to think of it, of all the comics that we talked about, I was pretty on fire for Nightwing, but. This flash, yeah, not, this flash, this flash was good. Fun Freaking fun. flash is, flash was good. Like I said, it's very, you know, the reminiscing over the old uh, Super Friends cartoon was phenomenal. Agreed. Him showing his Lex Luthor space mobile. <laughs> yep. Got to paint you gray, make you Solomon get Grande now. Yeah, and uh, like I said earlier, like you can get a good steak one day, but. Takes a uh, minefields to give you some of that simmered balsamic with the mushrooms and the and the the little onions swimming around. No salt and pepper necessary. It's minefields. Maybe maybe a fifth of jack. Fifth of jack. Uh, it sounds like a small fraction. Yeah, you're not wrong. Hmm. We'll have to have a big ass bottle. We get a ride home because minefields is responsible. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Get an Uber. We're pretty actually pretty actually goddamn responsible. We got a uh, we got some ish 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 responsible ish. Hey, as long as we don't get caught, fucking machine gun 
You're going to ride that guy's ass all night, aren't you? No, I just feel like he, 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 you're, you're, you're partying with, with with drunk chicks, whether you were, were chilling with some pretty respectable AEW chicks, and obviously nothing was going wrong, or you were drunk at space doing a fucking uh, bunch of eight balls, and you actually butt-dialed your fucking wife, and you didn't bother even lying to her. <laughs> like, like the, 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 the gimmick was, is she's like, he won't tell me what, what's going on. He didn't even bother lying. Alright. <laughs> Either he's telling the truth. But don't butt dial your goddamn wife <laughs> when you're partying in Florida. That's our that's our no, part- sounds like a bad idea. That is our partying uh, our partying um God, what's that asshole's name? <laughs> Is it parting parting words? I don't know. No, the the final thought. What's what's that asshole's name? He used to do the. Uh... Why am I spacing? It's Jerry Springer. Jer- Jerry Springer's final oh, thought. Respect yourselves and love yourselves and each other or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and don't butt dial your wife when you're part partying with bitches at three a.m. in fucking Florida. Anywhere in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Send us off, man. <sighs> And they probably weren't even that hot. Probably not. <laughs> nope. But willing to do anything. <sighs> you know, easy doesn't have to be pretty, I hear. Hey, it's Florida, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Send us off, brother. Speaking of which, this is my field. This is dangerous. This transmission is over.